Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gable Morensi. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, uh, joining us. It's uh, Football Friday. Uh, countdown is on. we got the National Championship uh, playoffs uh, that begin tomorrow. Kind of uh, sneaking under the radar. Uh, we got final week of NFL uh, football, regular season play as well. Bowl game going on right now. Uh, Auburn is absolutely just killing <laughs> Purdue as we speak. Is What's it up, a bowl Cam? Game? Hey, Gabe, what's happening? Not doing too good today, buddy. I don't know what uh, what I did with my stomach, too. My guts are rolling, but I'll tell you something. Not as bad as uh, a live line of minus 55 and a half. We don't see that very often. What is this? You and Mick Ozzie? Ozzie rules here. Minus 55 and a half. Auburn live line. <laughs> no, minus 52 yeah, and a half. And, uh... Now it's minus 52 and a half. What, can you believe this game? Unbelievable stuff. We talked about how bad the Bulls have been, and Gus Malzahn has been uh, criticized. Uh, very down year for Auburn, and they're taking out their frustrations on a pretty average Purdue team. Yeah, they are. They are. And, you know, we talk about these bowl games being sort of Russian roulette. You just sort of hope that you're on the right side. I wasn't on the right side. I could tell early, so I jumped in on the over of uh, 64 and a half. Smart. So we salvage it. Yeah, I still lost, but I cut it in half at least. Uh, I salvaged it yesterday, too, by jumping on Wisconsin in-game, realizing that Miami just wasn't going to score after they scored that field goal. Man, yeah, this is – what a freaking train wreck. I mean, the game's already gone <laughs> over the number. I mean, if you're on Auburn – if you're on Auburn and the over, you enjoyed this game. <laughs> I actually was on Auburn, and I, I I had it. I usually don't do teasers, but I did a, a teaser to the over. I don't even know why. It makes absolutely no sense. But, yeah, I took Auburn, Gabe. I just had a feeling. I was just doing some research and reading articles how pissed off Malzahn was and how he said we're not dicking around after that UCF game. Like, they really took it bad. And you've seen in this game watching it, they're going for fourth downs. They're really, like, laying into Purdue. It's nothing against Purdue. It's just they want to shut up people to say you guys suck in bowl games. So, you know what Auburn's taking out years of frustration out on the Boilermakers yeah you're right Auburn were like uh, one and three or one and four or something in their last uh, five bowl games uh they, they had struggled you know Purdue are just outclassed uh, you know I've always See, thought Purdue are overrated since Brock they are in there they this are quarterback, Auburn, the quarterback for Purdue blows man this kid's just overwhelmed I agree his accuracy is awful and you see you see the difference in athletes Auburn's speed on that place Satan got the ball and instead of the, the, the Purdue guy cutting him off, he blew right by him. Like, it, it's basically men versus boys right now. And, you know, Auburn's still a good team. They just had a bad year, but uh, I'm with you. That Purdue team who beat Ohio oh, State. Touchdown they, Purdue. They, yep, touchdown Purdue. We'll see the new live line. But, yeah, Auburn, like, it's just right. 
63-13. Go for two. Go for two. <laughs> Man, these other games. Go for two. They really they should. should. Uh, what, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? Just a, another point or two? It doesn't matter. I tell you, dude. <laughs> when it was 28-7, I actually thought Purdue could come back. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. Because, like, you know, maybe this will turn into one of these crazy bowl games and Purdue will score a couple of touchdowns. Uh, but it just didn't happen. Now this will just piss Auburn off. Auburn, <laughs> Auburn's going to come down and score here right now. But hey, listen, we complain about the bowl games. I mean, is it entertaining? No, but it's better than some of the games. At least it's more entertaining. At least you know Auburn. You're, they're setting all kinds of records here, really. I mean, they set an all-time bowl record for most points in the first half uh, with the with the fifty-six. Uh, they set their own uh, record. So yeah, Auburn's going out with a bang here, and we'll see. Purdue is at least showing a little pride here um you know because i'm purdue i'm not quitting i want to try to put up like 30 exactly 35 points or something at least make the scoreboard more respectable yeah i'm with you and that's the thing i we can bitch and complain about these bowl games do i but do i really want to watch kazakhstan versus finland in this tournament so i'd rather watch a bowl game like this to be honest with you so (laughs) i know we got games tonight and nfl lucky steve lucky steve I, i think i hear yang talking to you do we hear lucky steve gabe in the background? Oh, is uh, Lucky Lucky Steve Merrill ready to step up? Right there, Steve. What's going on, Steve? Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought he was said he was co- he oh, was coming. You're on. My bad. Can. My bad. Yeah, I heard Yang. I can't. He sounds uh, foggy, but uh, yeah, that's my that's my fault. Yeah, you're hearing you're hearing things. <laughs> I'm I'm going through delusions, Maranti. The sweats, hallucinations, stomach. Yeah, no. I think I got what you got because I've just been like just girl, killing me. I just dad gobbled a bottle full of Gavis on there. I don't know what the hell's going on. I usually have titanium guts, but there's been a, a leak, a leak inside. Something happened. Somebody cut, cut through. So big trouble. Yeah, I think the there's holidays. a lot of viruses going around everywhere. To be honest, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bad weather. It, uh, Vancouver, man, it it, it just can continuously rains here. Which it's pretty bleak, new, but it's like a cold, it's a cold, damp rain too. Like I was hoping it would be a little bit, a little bit balmier. Like it's not, you know, it's not like it's uh, it's warm here. So I've been sort of like your bones are cold the whole time, you know. Like my feet, I don't have boots. So I'm, I got shoes. My shoes are real thin. Yeah, I got to buy some boots uh, later tonight when I get out. I haven't really gotten an opportunity to get out, but I'm going to going down to a sports bar tonight. The red card. Uh, nice, nice. Vancouver, uh, Darsh, Darsh is coming down, uh, Frankham Bowl. Um, oh, great. Uh, VA. Yeah, nice. a bunch of the locals uh, are going to be coming down. We're going to watch uh, the Alamo uh, game and uh, and uh, probably have uh, more than one drink. I'm going to say I have a couple of drinks, but I'm not going to get, like, stupid hammered or anything, but, you know. Because it's it's early here, but the game like the game starts at nine, but it's six o'clock here. Six right? o'clock. So, man, it's, everything was just recovery like, time. Yeah, <laughs> you start earlier. Yeah, so yeah, and earlier. Thinking, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like here, you actually do tap out around eleven or midnight. You know what I mean? Because it's like wow, it's getting late. <laughs> it's Plus, smart. No, I prefer it's down too. It's not a late city here. I prefer the West Coast for that. Even when I was in Vegas, it makes you think, like, when I'm getting annihilated the night before at the blackjack table and guys like, hey, let's have some scotch and whatever and things get stupid into shots, I'm thinking, well, if I want to play aqueduct in the horse tracks tomorrow, noon is 9 o'clock in the morning. And I don't want to be there with bells ringing in my head all day, you know, ding, 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 with all the sounds, too, of the seniors and their slot tournaments and everything else. So I actually find out West, I'll go pretty hard for a while, but I'll have my times where I kind of cool it down. I'm more of a detriment to myself on the East Coast, to be honest with you 
Oh, yeah, yeah. We got Steve now. But you're right. When I lived in Las Vegas, I used to go to bed earlier than I ever did. It's pretty nuts. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Up early, though. Like, I'm used to it. Like, I woke up at 5.30 this morning. Uh, I got up. I went back to bed a little bit after, but I did get up because it's 8.30 on the East Coast. So I'm sort of, I'm really, I'm sort of stuck on East Coast time. I usually adjust yeah. quicker. I haven't really adjusted. But the morning show. Yeah, you, Maryland. You, you got it, buddy. Exactly. Uh, what's up, Steve? Yeah, the problem for me is I'm on Hawaii time, yet I live on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> you love those 11:59 degenerate games, right, Steve? That's that's the gambler's yeah. nightmare. If you had a bad game, who, who's Hawaii playing? Who's Hawaii playing tonight? Exactly. I mean, I used to have Vegas time, and that's only a three-hour difference. I'm Hawaii, like five now, six in the summer. It's just you know, it, it's off sometimes. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so are you on vacation now? Are you uh, are you in Hawaii, Steve? No, no. I said the problem is I'm on the East Coast, but I'm on Hawaii time. Okay, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> gonna go out. Thanks for calling us from Hawaii, Steve. You're a real trooper. What time is it in Hawaii? Hawaii problem in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't know, man. I've had a, a clock. These games, they, they kick off real early, but they end earlier on the West Coast, so... It's, it's not a bad trade-off. You sort of get used to it. Um, I got used to it when I lived there, but I'm having a hard time here just because these bowl games, they, they're weird start times, you know? Uh, I'm sort of wishing I didn't get in on this bowl game this morning, to be honest. But this next one, uh, Syracuse, uh, Syracuse and West Virginia, we talked about it yesterday. I figured there'd be more line movement, and now there is line movement now up to um, Syracuse are now three-point favorites in this football game. Unbelievable, Steve, as West Virginia were actually six uh, before. Yeah, my power ratings actually make them nine if Will Greer is at quarterback with a full lineup. So it's a nine-point swing in the real line, a 12-point difference in my power ratings, yet I want nothing to do with West Virginia here because they're still only a three-point dog, and if they don't show up, they'll lose by more than three. Uh, This is what makes the bowl game so tricky um, I loved Auburn this afternoon, had a strong best bet for my clients at Auburn, but I stayed off this game this afternoon, this late card. Um, I, I just don't know what to make of West Virginia. I mean, their quarterback's out. You know, that could detriment the whole team. And that's the kind of thing that could really make a team not show up. They're not going to necessarily rally behind the backup. But, Steve, too, conversely, if you look at Syracuse, their injuries are on the defensive side. I think they have three or four starters, by my recollection, out for this game, too. And uh, the line steady at three. It's tough. This is, this is what me and Gabe talk about. Like, I had a strong lean to Auburn, too, the angle, them getting smoked by UCF, all that other stuff. It actually worked. Not like yesterday when, I thought, oh, Miami's going to get revenge on Wisconsin. That was stupid. we got to play psychologists with these games. Like, you know, we're in there with our patient. Sometimes it works, and sometimes we give them bad medical advice. I don't know what to do with this uh, Syracuse. Virginia game. What do you think about the total at 67 and a half? It seemed pretty high. Yeah, if I was just looking at the regular season numbers, Cam, I'd like the over, though, because there's a two bad defense. Both defenses are yep. bad on the road. Both teams could put up points. But then again, you just don't know what you're going to get with West Virginia. But I do think they'll still move the ball. And if they come flat, which I'm concerned, I think the over is a safe play as well, because if you're lackluster, if you don't have the motivation, I think that shows more on defense. Everybody can go out there and want to score touchdowns. You know, it's kind of like pickup basketball. When two NBA teams don't care late in the season, we just see playground basketball. You see that a lot in the bowl games, and that's one of the reasons we've seen some overs and some shootouts over the years in these bowl games. I think Syracuse will show up uh, today. Dino Babers has had a nice year. This is a nice explanation point. It's also a bad look losing to the team uh, without uh, without their starting quarterback. Um, you know, I don't. Sometimes a backup quarterback can come in, and we can make too much uh, of a quarterback being out, but. 
you know, Will Greer is a star. He was there. Yeah. You know, he, he, it was their offense for the most part. One thing I do find interesting and, um, you know, I was talking, they were talking to uh, the West Virginia players about matching up against Syracuse and it is a good point when he said, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. They play the same style as Oklahoma state as Oklahoma or Texas tech. Yep. Uh, we see this all the time. So that, that is one thing, Steve, that it isn't like a lot of times in bowl games, it's a different style of football that they don't play in the conference or whatnot. But here we have a case in which not like the underdog at West Virginia hasn't seen a spread offense before like Syracuse's. No, I totally agree that Syracuse will show up. I think the question is, does West Virginia show up? And that's why it makes it difficult for me to pick the side in this game because I'm not a big believer in Syracuse. And another concern I would have about the over, by the way, they averaged 41 points a game this year, Syracuse. But you look at their yards for play, 5.7 yards per play. It's a schedule of opponents that allowed 5.8. So statistically speaking, they were below average from a yards per play perspective, despite averaging 41 points a game. Um, so I, I do think they're a little bit overrated offensively. Um, but you just got to worry about West Virginia. It's a team that was really looking at the national title. I mean, finally, you know, they had a playoff chance. They had a, a Big 12 championship chance yeah. you know, just a couple months ago. Ended up losing three games late in the season. Yeah, yeah, real heartbreakers think, too, right? That's that's yeah, the Oklahoma State collapse them. game. That that game gutted them. That Oklahoma, like that, the, they were like at the end of the season, they could have done so many more things. But that's classic West Virginia, Gabe. Like we talk about teams that disappoint us, like circa Miami yesterday versus Wisconsin. Just you know, teams that continually are in these spots that just don't bring their A game. You could put West Virginia on that list sometimes. They'll disappoint you. I don't know. What you guys think about this uh, Washington State? If Will Greer. Yeah. If Will Greer was play, if, if if like Steve said, if West Virginia didn't melt down, like if if they were in the playoffs, Will Greer would be playing. And correct, you know, he might even be playing if this was like a January first. If it was like you know the Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, or those Sugar type Bowl, of bowl games. Yep. yep. Yeah, he he might have stayed, but um, you know, I do think Syracuse is the play. There's no value, obviously. Now you could have jumped on this. We talked. We everyone's been talking about this game for the last week and a half, and it finally creeped up uh, to three, but. Yeah, Kev, you just brought up the uh, the Alamo Bowl uh, tonight. So, listen, I, you know, speaking of teams that deserve better, I thought that Washington State deserved better uh, than the the Alamo Bowl is not a bad bowl game though. So it's not a it's not a horrible game to go to or play in. Uh, they, you know, it's San Antonio. It's a class act. It's a class bowl, etc. Uh, but nevertheless, I thought they could have. Um, I thought they deserved a little bit better of a bowl game here. But Mike Leach and Washington State have struggled in bowl games. Uh, over the years. I uh, remember they couldn't even beat the Minnesota team that uh, had everyone suspended. Correct. And, you know, everyone talks about Mike Leach, like Mike Leach this, Mike Leach that, oh, he's a big genius and blah, blah. The media loves Mike Leach. They don't talk about Matt Campbell very often, but Matt Campbell is like a, a damn good football coach. 15-8 against the spread when we're getting points. A coach that's going to be coaching at a program or maybe even in the NFL. Like, don't be surprised if Matt Campbell's in the NFL down the road. The guy's still really young. Like, everyone talks about Lincoln Riley, but football people really like Matt Campbell a lot, too. You know Iowa State's going to be real fired up for this football game. Now, that Minshew kid, he didn't step up in the snow in the last game of the year. I'm not sure what to expect, but when we're playing, we're playing Fraser Crane here. I sort of know Iowa State are going to be fired up tonight, guys. I'm not sure about Wazoo. I like their season finale, the makeup game against Drake. They were a 40-point favorite. They won 27-4. So I guess yeah, I know. looking ahead to their bowl <laughs> game maybe. But I, I I actually think that's a good thing. I think that'll actually ensure that they're a little more focused here. They'll be much more excited about this game after just playing Drake. Meanwhile, 
Washington State lost that big game against Washington in their finale. And they've been off for five weeks now. You've got a precision passing offense that hasn't played for over a month. I think that's one of the reasons Leach's teams Good have point. not done well in all games over the years. And another thing, look at the, look at the way Iowa State and their conference, the teams that they play, Gabe. All Big 12 teams have similar offenses to Washington State. Ding, 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 ding. Iowa State's seen it before. That Anything Mike Leach can throw at them, I think they've probably kind of seen with Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, a lot of those other teams that run those crazy offenses. And if you look, Gabe, I was actually looking, and Steve, looking at the under of this football game at 56 and a half. The last Washington game, 32 total points versus Cal, 38 versus Colorado, 43 versus Washington. It's not necessarily going to go over. A lot of people think it's like a lock over, but I'm not sure what the layoff. Washington State in their bowl games tend to really struggle, like Marenzi says, and not score, Steve. Yeah, and I think you could also look at the first half under. If you're thinking they're going to come out slow, maybe put a first half under also, because yeah. one thing we do see a lot of times in these bowl games is that it kind of opens up in the second half. Very true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, you know, one thing, the Alamo Bowl is supposed to be a, a higher score. That's why they, sort of like the uh, the Holiday Bowl, they try to get teams that will, you know, put some points up on the board and entertain in this game, although it has come down. All right, we'll take we'll take a quick break. Our boy Yang in Master Control. Steve Merrill will join us for a couple of more minutes. We got Ian Cameron, but Banner will join us later too. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Ready Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues. Steve Merrill with us. I'm Gabriel Moretzi, Cam Stewart. We got Syracuse, West Virginia in the Camping World Bowl coming up in about less than an hour's time. We got the Alamo Bowl here this evening. Washington, Washington State, and Iowa State. I like the Cyclones. In that uh, football game. And then uh, tomorrow we got Michigan and Florida again. Hard to get excited about this game. They play each other all the time. We talked about it earlier in the week. But looking at this game, Steve, you know, Michigan, a lot of Michigan's top players, defensive players, have tapped out and uh, are going to the NFL. They're not playing in this football game. Um, you, know, you, you know, Shea Patterson is coming back for Michigan. But Michigan have beaten Florida consistently the last few times they played they smashed them at bowl game they embarrassed them um, last year in in the in the uh, opening week of the season in that kickoff classic thing at cowboy stadium they destroyed them now you got dan mullen there i think the moat from a motivating factor from a motivation factor especially you've got michigan coming off that embarrassing loss i don't know you could say all right they got smashed to ohio state they're going to want to end end strong here but Let's just call it out for what it is. Michigan football are overrated. I say this as a Michigan fan. 
They're, they're overrated. Now they're laying six points here against the Florida Gator team. Not to mention the game is in Florida. And uh, a Florida Gator team, or excuse me, no, it's in Atlanta. That's right. I keep thinking it's a stupid uh, Outback Bowl that they always play. <laughs> um, anyways, it's in SEC country. I got to think Florida are much more excited about this game than Michigan are. Yeah, I mean, I think on the surface, I'd be very concerned about Michigan showing up and just bounce back from that loss. This is a team that would have been in the 14 playoff if they don't lose to Ohio State. And then on top of that, they don't even win the Big Ten title because of it. And then on top of that, they go from allowing less than two touchdowns a game to give up over 60 points in that game. So I'm not sure you just flip a switch. And the fact some of these guys are out now makes me very worried about their mindset. Meanwhile, Florida wins their final three down the stretch, a solid nine and three team from the SEC, the best conference in football. Uh, definitely have the makings of a dangerous underdog. Steve, a team from your backyard, what about the Virginia Cavaliers taking on South Carolina? It's funny, sometimes Michigan, they always seem to play Florida in a bowl game or South Carolina. Now the Virginia Cavaliers get a piece of the Gamecocks, getting five in the Belk Bowl, total 54. Any opinions on this one? I was kind of looking at the dog, but uh, don't have a lot of confidence in this game. What do you think? Yeah, what jumps up to me is, you know, normally we have two seven and five teams playing a late bowl game like this. It's probably been a disappointing season for both, especially when one of the teams was six and two, like Virginia. They lose three of their last four. Yet, I think Virginia is still excited about this game because they've been such a struggling program for about a decade now. Meanwhile, South Carolina at seven and five, probably a bit disappointed. Um, I thought they could be a sleeper this year. They didn't quite live up to that. They did win two of their final three games. Their only loss came against Clemson on the road. So they are playing better football right now. You know, once again, if both teams show up, though, it's hard not to go with the SEC team in a competitively priced game. Which leads us into the playoffs. Uh, right playoffs? Now, speaking of the SEC, Alabama and uh, and Oklahoma. Seems like Oklahoma is like the only team. I guess Notre Dame, too, for the most part. But Alabama and Clemson both getting hit with suspensions and, and players being out. Uh, starting offensive lineman for Bama is not playing. Uh, one of the defensive stars for, for Clemson uh, isn't playing as well. But let's start off with the Oklahoma and Alabama game. And, you know, I'm standing um, – I'm, pr- I'm probably standing kind of in the minority on this one. But I do think Oklahoma are going to play Alabama tougher than a lot of people expect. I think, you know, that Oklahoma have a reputation of losing in these big games. But – um, you know, you have to be in big games to lose big games. And Oklahoma's a good program. They're not – I don't think they're, they're going on the field intimidated. It's sort of like when you're fighting Conor McGregor or, or you, know, you know, Mike Tyson, the, the hyped-up, you know, the hyped-up media machine. A lot of people are defeated before they step on the field or they're defeated before they step into the cage. I don't think Oklahoma are defeated. I don't think Kyler Murray's intimidated by Alabama. I think they know that Alabama are good, but – I think Oklahoma take the field thinking they can win this game. And I think they can score on Alabama. I really do. Alabama have, like, defensive stars, but they're very big. And if you spread them out, you can have success. Mobile quarterbacks have beaten them. I think Kyler Murray's going to have success against these guys. Now, I think Alabama's also going to score. I think the game goes over to number 77, but I'm liking the dog and the over in this game. The thing that jumps out to me about these games, it's the fifth year we've had this playoff format. And of the first eight games over the last four years, every one of them but one has been decided by seven points or more. Six of the ten, six of the eight have been decided by double digits. And we have maybe two of the biggest mismatches we've had yet this year. So 
hard not to imagine that one of these two favorites, either Clemson or Alabama, wins by double digits. I do agree that I think Oklahoma, the two dogs, has a better chance of keeping it close just because they had that explosive offense. All right, uh, Steve. So I know you got to get out of here and do a Richmond hit. Always a pleasure. Thanks for the time, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. You too. Thank you. Steve, uh, Steve Merrill Steve. Uh, with us. Lucky Steve, Gabe all yeah, There's going to be points. Men. I think there's going to be points, definitely. There's going to be I points agree. in that game. It's 77. Alabama's going to score, too, right? That's the thing. Oklahoma's not going to be able to stop Alabama. But anytime you're playing a team, you know, you see this. It's sort of like um, Oklahoma or like the Houston Rockets or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're not, you know, they're the underdogs against Golden State or whatnot, but Anytime, like, if you're going to be able to hit a million three-point shots, you're putting pressure on the other team. Like, Alabama's going to be under pressure to score and keep up with Oklahoma as well. It'll be interesting to see if Oklahoma can come out and get a quick lead. Like, you know, if they could put the pressure on Alabama and get up 7 nothing, 14 nothing early and put a little pressure on Bama. But we've seen Bama deal with pressure and comebacks in the past. Yeah. They are near a perfect football team. But it doesn't mean they're going to cover by 14 points. No, I'm with you, and, 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 you know, there was a lot of times when Auburn played Alabama in the Iron Bowl game, uh, first plays of the game, dropped ball. That was an easy, easy touchdown, mistakes all over the board, penalties. Like, Auburn came to play in the first, and they think bad things happen with them with penalties and mistakes by them. They got winded, and then Alabama punched them in the face after that. Like, they were hanging around for a bit. I'm with you. If Oklahoma scores and goes up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, I don't think it's going to be as easy as Alabama to cover that 14-point number. And another thing with Oklahoma, as I mentioned before, their defense was awful at the start of the year while things improved down the stretch. You know, it's kind of a bend don't break defense and they're forcing teams to, to you know not, not no big plays go long 15 yard drives all of a sudden they weren't giving up those big big plays that absolutely punch you in the face like today Auburn did to Purdue right we're just Slayton's burning right by these guys touchdown it's a joke I, I really want to take Oklahoma too Gabe I, I Alabama scares me so much though we've been in these situations where Washington's defense showed up in the game yet their offense couldn't do anything I think it's more about Alabama's defense but with Kyler Murray and, and his feet electrical things could happen, man. So, yeah, that total of 77, I wouldn't be surprised if both teams got into the high 40s, 48-41 type of game, something like that. Like, we'll be close. We might even be close to 100 points in this game. It's going to be back and forth. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair uh, a fair ballpark. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see Alabama winning 50, 50 to 40, 40 or 50 40, to 41, 41 by 10 points or something and, uh, and getting close to 50 points. Now, we'll see. Like I said, I think Oklahoma can surprise uh, people. Alabama are good, but they're not invincible. You know, we, we saw that against Georgia. Um, and, I, you know, we've seen – we saw Oklahoma and Georgia were pretty much on the same level, at least for, for three quarters last year. And then and it got away from that. The Notre Dame game, that's another – that's kind of a tough one, too, in which – I don't know, man. It wouldn't surprise me if Notre Dame actually played if it was a really close game. I agree, and then also, it wouldn't surprise me if Notre Dame didn't show up. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm having a tougher time with this one here. Brian Kelly's been beat up in games like this before. He has, he has. But I'm just looking at the the ACC and some of the teams there. And 
even Clemson, like the, the, I know obviously they were looking ahead, but the game against Pitt where their offense wasn't really explosive. I just think Notre Dame getting 12 and a half points, Gabe, that's the underdog that's going to be on my radar. I think they can actually play with Clemson. The defensive line injury to Lawrence is huge because he was the run stuffer. Notre Dame now can say, okay, well, we got the quarterback book. We're going to pound the ball. They're going to pound, 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 and then eventually have some shots, a little bit of play action. I don't think this is a lock for Clemson like other people think. 12 and a half points is a hell of a lot of points. You're right about Brian Kelly and his bowl record, usually overwhelmed. This year, I think Notre Dame can actually keep it close and maybe win. They're plus, think about the spread too. They're plus 12 and a half, yet they're plus 350 on the money line. They should be like more plus 425. Something's weird there. The correlation between the spread and the money line mathematically doesn't make much sense. Uh, I think I'm going to take the points with Notre Dame. Uh, there's a breaking news story here uh, from uh, The Athletic. Uh, Stars ownership and management goes on expletive uh, laden tirade over team's poor performance and specifically Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. And a lot of times it'll be unknown this or you'll, you'll hear a report all oh, management's not happy, blah, blah, blah. But they actually have their name on it here. Like they're not they're not hiding it. Basically, Dallas Star CEO Jim Lights. Uh, said he he's getting uh, text messages um, five times per game from the owner. And he showed it to a reporter. It says WTF. And then here it is. The um, the CEO of the Dallas Stars says the owner's pissed. And uh, you know what it's about. Now, the uh, he goes on to say they're fucking horseshit. Oh, excuse me, pardon my language. I, I thought it was just well, the S-pop. That, but that's what, hey, if that's what the quote said, buddy, that's what the quote said. Yeah, yeah no, no, I thought, I was planning on just reading the S-pop part. I, it caught me off guard. I didn't see the S-pop part. My apologies. They are. No, they were great dog last night. Well, this is, from the, this, is from the, this is from the CEO of the Dallas Stars. He goes, I don't know how else to put it. They're, uh, they're effing uh, horse crap. Uh, the team is okay, but Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn have been terrible. Uh, public frustration began during Thursday's morning skate when Stars coach Jim Montgomery told the team that he was effing embarrassed with the team's practice and where they are in the standings. And specifically, there's frustration towards Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben uh, that uh, basically they're not they're not working. They're not working hard enough. And now, pretty crazy though that the owner and the CEO and the GM and the coach would basically all just basically publicly rip their superstars and say that they, they suck. I mean, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I've never no, seen it's crazy. That They're like, our star players are effing horse crap. I don't know any other way to put it. He goes, yep. the team is okay, but Sagan and Ben are terrible. Let me think about this, though, Gabe, okay? You're the Dallas Stars. Think, look at the goals for in these games. Sure, you beat Nashville last night. You want to know why? Because Hukudobin, your backup goalie, instead of Ben Bishops, made 49 saves. Good pick at plus 155. We were on that underdog. Islanders at home, one goal. Two goals, one goal. Overtime win, two goals to Minnesota. Chicago, loss, two goals. Versus Calgary, no goals. So that's one, two, three, four, five. These guys have, been, have scored, like, what, 10 goals or under in the last five, game, five games? They have superstars on their team. They went out and got Ben Bishop from Tampa Bay. Kudobin, when he plays, he's actually been just as good or better. And their stars on their team stink. Jason Spezza, I know the guy personally. He's from my hometown. The guy's barely hanging on in the league anymore. Feel be- like it's, it's a real problem, Gabe. And you look at them, like, they're not a very – I'm with the ownership there. It's kind of crazy that they did it publicly. But the Dallas Stars are horrible. 
They're, they're, and they should be horrible with the guys that they have on their team with Ben and Sagan. And these guys, look at the other superstars in the league. Uh, Kucherov last night, four points. Like even the Nuge from Edmonton, he's doing well. Uh, Connor McDavid always, always gets points. You can look at the Leafs. You got Tavares. He's been decent. He's been good. Matthews, amazing. Like, you know what I mean? These guys are superstar guys. When Dallas went and acquired Sagan from the Boston Bruins, he was supposed to be one of the better players in the league. I would say him and Ben are two of the most overrated players in the league. Couldn't agree more with their ownership. This team can't score. Yeah, but what, what was the walk? Why did they get rid of him? Well, knock in Boston when he was young, say, again, that he partied too much. That's another thing. He wasn't serious, right? That he didn't. He wasn't. He was a good player, but he was. Correct. He wasn't committed. Um, and in the way that you had to be. Now, Jamie Benn's always had a pretty good reputation as being a pretty good teammate. Uh, so I'm surprised to see that going under the bus here too. But you know, listen, we're not we're not there. We're not in the room. We're not at practice. And clearly, for the owner, the CEO and the coach to all be having separate meltdowns in the same week about the same guys, then there's obviously a problem behind the scenes here. Take a look at the statistics too, Gabe, just to, just to back up his point. Dallas Stars, goals, 2.66, 27th in the NHL. Shots on goal, 29.4, 24th in the NHL. Power play, 19.4%, 17th. Shooting percentage, 9.1, 22nd. The only thing they're good at, face-off percentage, 51.8, tied for fifth. Everything else, bottom half of the league when it comes to offense. Defense is, actually isn't even that bad. Like, they've had good goal goaltending from Hudobin, 2.68 goals against. That's third. Like, and they give up. Uh, the 16th most shot. So they've been getting pretty good goaltending. The goalies have good save percentages. I gave you all those offensive statistics, 27th, 24th, 17th, 22nd. That's brutal. They should be a better team than that with the guys that they have. I'm with ownership. But, yeah, for them to call them out publicly, they must be real pissed. Um, yeah, so when's their next game? Saturday, tomorrow night, against the Detroit Versus Red Detroit. Wings. I would imagine they're going to win this game. Uh, are they? They're minus two twenty-five. <laughs> exactly. I can tell you one thing. I won't take. I don't care if God came down to them and gave them a speech at minus two twenty-five. You don't take that team. I learned my lesson earlier last week, Gabe. I only take Dallas as a dog. I don't lay them as a small favorite at home. They don't score enough. No, you're you right. take a chance. You take a chance on them, like versus Nashville at plus one fifty-five when their goalie makes almost fifty saves. That's the only time we're taking the Stars, buddy. Ben Bishop. Uh, ben Bishop will be uh, getting the start on Saturday. They've already announced it. Well, he'll have to be fired up because if Kudobin keeps on doing that, he'll be the starter soon. Like they don't, they kind of have like a one A one B. It's funny, and he he's another guy that came over from Boston. It's uh, interesting. Th- Am I not there? Hello. I think we might have lost Cam. <laughs> oh, the raging hello? red Cam. Uh, Cam. Hello, hello. Yeah, there you are, Cam. Hey, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, no, no. I was, I was gonna say, uh, you know, who could open their backup goalie? Did we also lose you? Can. I guess we didn't. We didn't lose you. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on. All I know is he came from the Boston Bruins too. It's funny how the the Dallas Stars pick up guys from the Bruins that they kind of go, see ya. They get rid of them. But uh, Sagan has to be better for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't like you said. Well, you know, I've I've been on to the Dallas Stars for for a while. I I don't trust them as big favorites either, but. Like I said, I mean, come on, after the owner of the team calls you out, the GM, the CEO or whatever, and the coach, I mean, it's it's pretty evident. Ben and Sam 
again are going to really have big games tomorrow. I, I would play them in DFS too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they don't you respond rather... tomorrow against one of the worst <laughs> teams in this spot. I don't know they never will. Buddy, I'd play them in DFS, but I, I would rather do that than lay 225 with them. Don't you agree? They might be a better DFS play than uh, a gambling play. Or put them in parlays if you feel really confident, but I don't. Um, ball game has sort of gotten stuck. It's at 63-14 uh, right now. I mean, Auburn, they weren't going to score 100. They weren't going to try yeah. to run it up you too got, much. Hey. They proved their point. They did their thing. You got your over, buddy. That's all that matters. Winner, you made up for the Purdue pick. We move on to the next game. It's a tough board, though, tonight. Very difficult. I don't have confidence in I need Syracuse to win this next game. My yeah, I don't have anything on it. on it. All right. Uh, game time decision continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Uh, game time decisions, Red Eat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, we apologize for any uh, technical uh, issues. We're getting, we're uh, we're grinding through, but uh, Yang's like on a backup uh, board. I'm on a backup mic, and uh, Cam is uh, well, Cam is Cam. So it's the combination <laughs> of the three of us. That's funny. Uh, it's a combination. Um, hey, we're, we're, we're making it work. It's all good. But like I said, like Yang sounds like he's underwater to me right now. I got a heavy ass act. I agree. Out, but it's sort of like this show, the game time decisions for us is sort of like, um, let's make a deal. It's like, what's behind door number one today? Hey, heavy echo, feedback, bad sound. Like It's whatever. It's just sort of like a it's new true. challenge on, on a daily basis that. Yeah, we must just uh, overcome because uh, it's like I saw Dabo Sweeney say, um, you know, no one's going to feel sorry for. There's no pity party, right, with, with players being exactly. So it, You're right, Gabe. We is, usually never win two is. showcases. We never win two sh- showcases or a car. We get uh, we get zonked and, uh, you know, a pig laying on a barrel of hay a lot. Just like, that's yeah. right. <laughs> All right, so... Oh, um, people are lucky we're even on this week, to be honest. Yeah, so, I gotta be, uh, yeah, yeah, we're on today. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. I, I need the money. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, exactly. Can't hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, we're not going to be on Monday. Uh, we're not on Tuesday. Back Wednesday. So uh, Wednesday. we're back. Uh, we're back on Wednesday. Yeah, because uh, Monday I'm actually going to be in the air at that time. I'll be traveling. Um, and plus, uh, I don't know, it's New Year's Eve and stuff. And I don't think, I think, you know, uh, Yang, Yang people, they've got stuff to do. And New Year's Day, we're closed. It's like uh, one of those stat holiday type deals. And uh, then we're back to normal on Wednesday. And the, the NFL playoff picture will be set. So are you telling me, so this weekend when you're doing the college and uh, the NFL show with Parson, you go, you do it on Skype then for the weekend stuff? 
no, I don't. Uh, I just usually call in with my picks. Oh, nice, nice. That's good. You get a little bit of a. Uh, that's cool, man. Oh, you, you got your brother there and stuff. It's nice. You get to go see Frank and Bull, who I I really miss. We haven't seen him in like over a decade, like 10, 15 years. You get to see Darsh and all the guys and stuff. That's nice, man. It's good. It's good that you went out there for 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 a little bit. You know, even if it's a couple days, it's nice. You know what I mean? It's kind of get to see people from the past. That's cool. Yeah, it's a change. Uh, it's a change of pace. Uh, that that's that's for sure. Uh, being uh, being on the west coast, uh, but uh, yeah. No, it's good to see uh, my remaining family, check in on them, and uh, yeah, hook up, uh, hook up with the West Coast uh, crew a bit, and then uh, next Friday. So what is it? Friday right now. So yeah, one week from tonight, um, it's the uh, the anniversary, 17th anniversary of Sports Rage, and uh, and the beginning of the Rage Illusion, and uh, we're having a party in uh, Hoboken uh, at the, the Pig and Parrot. Hoboken, we'll have some people uh, coming down, and uh, that'll sort of uh, kick off the NFL NFL playoffs. And one person that will be coming down, making his uh, New York debut, will be Clam Chowder. What's up, Clam Chowder? Clam Chowder. Hey, everybody. <laughs> What's hey, up, Chowder? Everybody. What's up? <laughs> How we doing? Ten four there, uh, big bear. <laughs> That's what my girlfriend calls me, Chowder. Good work. Yeah, I'm the I'm the bear. Exactly. Ten four, big bear. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey, yeah, Friday the fourth, Hoboken. Look out. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you, Chowder. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here, same here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, everything is uh, yeah. coming, coming to a close for Clam Chowder, everybody. This is going to be uh, yeah, an awesome, awesome night. If you're in the area, don't hesitate. Come in because it's going to be a, a real uh, blast. Yeah, you can't have a party without clam chowder there, right, uh, Cam? Exactly. I was going to say, yeah, you said it, Marantz, and you better stock up your fridge with some uh, ice-cold colas for chowder. He, he He's a cola monster like me. Have the fridge stocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to say also before, uh, that hap- before that happens, I think uh, uh, everybody sports rage from uh, – uh, the uh, uh, A's to the Z's, Orville's, Garner's, Sansoni's, everybody, everybody that I've met and not met, thank you for the uh, supportive and love. And uh, uh, this is my last hurrah, last curtain call, and what else fitting in the Big Apple. Thank you very much. Nice. So this is this is your curtain call, your last clam chowder appearance, chowder. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the uh, yeah finale. It was the finale. We at, have heard uh, this before, chowder. I we know, I know. Before. I know everybody. Everybody's telling me the same thing. My family. Hey, man, what's the matter with you? And we don't believe you anymore. 
<laughs> but this is it, man. This is it. Uh, yeah, yeah. From my, my induction in the greatest show on earth, uh, I unretired for two years. It, it, it's, it's it. It's it. The toes are uh, yeah, coming out of the suit. Uh, yeah, the eyes uh, are uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, tearing away. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. And uh, yeah, that's amazing. I love everybody, and uh, yeah, awesome. that nothing lasts forever, huh? No, you're right, Chowder. No, you're right about that. November Chatter, rain, but baby. hell of a run, yeah, Chowder. Great run, great run. Hell, hell of a run, Chowder. Like you said, what better place to go out than uh, than the Big Apple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, I hope uh, yeah, yeah, I see uh, uh, the new crew there, uh, Mira Farlem, uh, uh, great Michelle, and uh, uh, by the way, have your Sharpie ready uh, yeah, at the Great Cup. Everybody uh, started signing my blouse there, so uh, yeah, it's ready for Sports rage signing. Uh, so you really are you're retiring the gear for real. You're getting people to sign it on the way out now. Chowder, we're gonna have to get that in a Smitho- Smithsonian uh, museum. The the, the clam chowder <laughs> outfit. So, how many years has it been, Chowder, since you've had that? Oh man, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, ever since the uh, uh, at trophies there with, with uh, Brutus. Remember, you say, who, who wow, is this yeah. guy? Who who are you? And I say, Patriot Nation. Okay, Patriot Nation is in the house. You can take it out now. It, it, you're pretty hot. I say, take it out now. No way, man. <laughs> now I, I'm alive. And I won that contest. Listen, we're going to... Uh, Who's Brutus, Gabe? We're going to have to... Yeah, tell me about Brutus there, Chowder. <laughs> I, I don't know Brutus. Yeah, Brutus was my first uh, yeah, yeah, mascot that uh, yeah, yeah, uh, made me alive and went after to give identity. Before, he's like a wrestler, Cam. Oh, Before, yeah, like, Brutus like, to Clam uh, Chowder. Yeah, 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 he was Evolution. Brutus. Yeah, his first Beautiful. game was Brutus. Yeah. That's amazing. You're absolutely, wow, that's wicked. Yeah, and, and this is for uh, Whitman the Kitten, Cam Stewart, uh, uh, for the knowledgeable academic. It's called Transformation. <laughs> So I'll send you a message, Chowder, on Twitter with, with more details about everything and, uh, you know, the instructions so you don't get lost and get to the studio um, Yeah. when you get the there way, on Friday morning. Yeah, if you can do that by Wednesday because Thursday night I'm he- I'm heading like Tom Hanks in the terminal so I could be there early Friday, 6.30. All right. All right. So yeah, we'll send that. We'll send that out to you, Chowder. But uh, make sure. Yeah, I'll give you a long list of things. Remember, you got to bring your phone and everything, Chowder. Right? You're not in Toronto. It's gonna be a little, a little different, right? We don't want to lose you there. Yeah, yeah. And this time, I'll bring the phone, and I'm gonna chain it on my underwear. 
Yeah, yeah, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere on your on your outfit. Yeah, yeah. You get get one of those like uh, yeah, rock yeah, band yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. You're like in a metal band. You get the chain chain with your wallet. You got to chain that phone, buddy. Yeah, I don't want to run into those uh, yeah, yeah, big rodents shape up my head and they pick up pizzas. Yeah, yeah, the pizza rats. They're the, uh, strong. <laughs> yeah, people, I hate to say it, Chandra, but it's true. People tuning in right now, they're not buying yeah, they're, they're they're like, like, hey, yeah, Pete, now, yeah, yeah. He's the best father of retirements. Pete says it's a work. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. you're when I, when I was in Boston, I would see those rodents dancing around at North Station where the Bruins they, uh, play and at the uh, 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 Fenway Park. Those rodents just dance away on the track. I don't know what happens in New York, but, man, I kind of like those guys. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'm sure you'll see a few rats, uh, New York rats. Uh, if that's what you're looking for. And maybe, and maybe, and maybe real human rats around the uh, yeah, Times Square there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the time Times Square is a good area. You got to be careful on Times Square, Clyde. Like. People are going to think you're competition, like being a mascot and stuff. You're going to get attacked by a bunch of Elmos or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, that almost happened in the uh, uh, Boston area. Uh, they had the uh, uh, Willie, the uh, Boston Red Sox uh, mascot at Fenway Park, and he was bumping me. He was bumping me. So I gave him a hula hula. And I. Uh, Upper hook there, and he kind of went in the dugout. Mascots are a jealous <laughs> bunch, right, Marenzi? They don't like when you step on yeah, their yeah, turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't no, like no. it. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> like Birdies gritty. No like they gritty. Don't let him in. <laughs> like gritty is not gritty. I challenged him for a charity boxing match. You hear that, gritty, not gritty? And. <laughs> For autism, and he refused. Yeah, you hear that? Him. You hear that? Gritty, not gritty. Happy New Year, anyway. We're mascots. We're a big family. But if you're still gritty, you have to take a challenge from Clan Chowder. It's all for charity. Nice boxing match. For autism, yeah, it have to happen. It have, it have to happen have before to happen January 4th. You're retiring, yeah, Shatter. Yeah, it's true. Good point, Gabe. Good point. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> yeah, and why? You're retiring. You got, now you're making plans yeah. for charity boxing matches already. <laughs> well, it won't happen, so why not? <laughs> So we have we have play we have playoff we have playoff hey this is for you Jim Mora playoffs playoffs we can win a heck of a game here and you're talking playoffs my Patriots even though they're uh, bruising crawling scratching. 
they're going to win against these F-T-E-J at Meadowland, <laughs> at Foxborough. It's going to be a low-scoring game similar to Buffalo because we need this for number one seed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one last Super Bowl run, Chowder, yeah. in your last last year of Clam Chowder. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm going to be with you for some playoff games. Yeah, that's right. Sat next Saturday. Although the Patriots, if they have a bye, they won't be playing that weekend, right? That's a good point. And no, but we're going to be yeah, 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 praying for some teams there. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll take Chowder over to the FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, Cam. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, you dress him up and you take him to the book. He'll be a hit there, man. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't, that's a great yeah, I don't idea. know if they'll let him in, though, like that. There. It's, it's, I don't know Why if you not? can. It's, it's a sports book. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a sports book and racetrack. Well, me, you know me, guys. Once I get past the uh, yeah, customs, it all go. My bag gets hidden in the rodent's vault. And Clan Shouter is trusting his stuff in New York. I'm not going to be wearing any human stuff. It's all Clan Shouter. We look forward to it, Chowder. We're going to get out of here, Chowder. I'm going to go for some. Take us away, buddy. Happy New Year, New York City. See you next week, Chowder. Take care, Chowder. Love you guys. Happy holidays, buddy. Yeah. Don't stay stay too long within in Utica prison. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. See you, Chowder. Later, buddy. Clamble in the cam. Clamble. Yeah, strong game, strong. That's good. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't. Sort of, you know, yeah, the yeah, yeah, I guess they wouldn't let it. Yeah, you're I right. Know, yeah, no, they, they, yeah, they might. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's 50-50. It's 50-50. I, I call that one a pick em. They might. They might just say, you know, it's having fun. You know, your buddy's a mascot. Let him in and enjoy the day, you know? But who knows? Hope they're nice people. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You, you never know. You Some get of them are nice you get people. a great guy. That's the, thing. That's the problem. That's yeah, the problem. Exactly. I don't know. Like, you sort of believe him, like when he said, no, he's falling out and there's holes in the toes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but Bando joins us on the other side. We'll talk bowls and NFL football. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. 
You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage, our radio. If you can, uh, Yang, make sure we get Babano uh, lined up right now. Yep, he's ready to go. Uh, he's if, ready to go, he If he isn't, is he ready to go? Yeah, he's what you ready to go. Thanks, Yang. Um, so, uh, Clam Chowder is lighting up Twitter right now. Um, he says, no, it's true. The king of passion, the one and only Clam Chowder, will be in the house celebrating and saying his uh, so long goodbye um, after 17 great passionate years with the greatest show on earth, period. Thank you very much at Sports Rage. Sounds like Clam Chowder sincere about uh, about the retirement, Cam. Uh, yeah, but uh, he might be sincere, but the people are cynical. Like if we were taking bets on this right now, uh, the no retire it would be the favorite. It seems like these guys, uh, they just don't buy in, Marenzi. What do you think? As uh, You're the one who started this thing, Sports well, Rage, thing seven, is he... years ago. You should know. Like, What are you feeling? This, is, this has been going on for a long time. You know his uh, trends and tendencies. He... Um... He did announce a retirement before the night of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, yeah, that so didn't happen. We, it's sort of like a band, though. It's tough, right? I mean, it, it takes a couple, but, you know, I don't know. I'm not – I don't think he's retiring, but I do think he's shutting it down. Like, I think it'll be special appearances only down the road. You know what I mean? Like, yep, like totally. you're telling me that if the Expos come back to Montreal, he's not going to get up and get out there? <laughs> well, he deserves to after that. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's got to be now. I wouldn't call it retirement. It's kind of semi-retirement, but asterisks, special appearances and stuff like that. You said it, like kids at a hospital, return of the Expos, another sports rage party. I think we should let him uh, get into his gear. That's fair. Yeah, maybe the 20th anniversary or something. But, you, you know, you, I do believe it because he doesn't like people touching it. And the fact that he's letting people sign it and he even hated that he's falling apart. <laughs> yeah, the pose, it doesn't the sound pose. like it's in the budget. To, it's, it seems like he's got to let it go, you know? Yeah, those costumes, you think they're cheap? Think about that. You can't just take them like a pair of pants. Can you take in my inseam or whatever like that? That costume, Gabe, if you take it to a tailor... It's not going to be, you know, when you got to fix the feet, they got to be on sturdy and strong, man. That's thick material. Um, all right, we're going to bring Babano in here in a second. But um, I tweeted this out, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but it's pretty crazy. A uh, power plant exploded last night in New York City. There was a mini explosion. Did you see the sky turn blue? Who would have exploded? A power plant? Craziness. Yeah, but basically people people thought that uh like they were alien. Like people thought a spaceship landed in New York City last night. <laughs> no, the sky was a different color. That's awesome, man. That's great. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I just look, I'm retweeting some of these pictures now. No, it was crazy, dude. Like uh if I was there, it would have freaked the hell out of me, dude. Like it looked like it looked like a UFO was landing. Like, it, it, like basically, there was the the sky turned like a weird blue, but it was in the middle of the night, so it wasn't like blue sky. Like the sky turned like a weird blue, and there was like hovering. Oh light yeah, over yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, I'm seeing it now. I see uh, the New York Post picture there. That, you know what? It does look like, if I were to look at that, that looks like a flying apparatus, a disc in the air. You're absolutely correct. Like that, you, th- you think, yeah. So here it is. It's it says New York like man grabs samurai sword. New York man grabs samurai sword to defend an invasion. Uh, like, wow. people, I'm dead, dead serious. Like, people thought, like, holy shit. Like, look, I just tweeted a bunch of more pictures of it. There's oh, some amazing. really crazy ones, dude. Amazing. <laughs> it looks like you're like, right. Oh it's like God. Armageddon. It's like Armageddon or something. Like, it's a big opening abyss of, like, beautiful light blue there. You're right. It's almost like here comes, like, the end. I'm with you. That looks real. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, some crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> oh, man, beautiful pictures. That's nuts. Man, that's cool. You're um, right. Yeah, people are disappointed it wasn't like a UFO. Yeah. Like, that's where we're at now. People are like, oh, that's, that's uh, what we're hoping it was, yeah. you know? But <laughs> Just a power plant. Can you imagine if, like, Queens, New York is where, like, first alien life comes? Well, I'd have to believe that's <laughs> one of the first Queens. places they're going. Like, if I was a betting man and you put, like, <laughs> a- aliens return to Earth, I'd put New York City, like, uh, very high on the dope board. Wouldn't you? Uh, that's great. All right, let's bring uh, Babano in here. What's up, Babano? Yeah, the clam chowder retirement, I'm not buying it. I'm on that bandwagon as well. Uh, I've been through this. I've seen this routine before. I'm going to have to see it before I believe it. I'm going to have to see him be away from any wow. rage event for a few years before I buy into, okay, he's finally packed it in. A lot of, lots of skeptical people, Marenzi. Very skeptical are, are, are the contributors and listeners to this one. Very skeptical. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, Clam Chowder's getting any like round of retirement gifts this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not asking for a souvenir here, an autograph there, a new car there. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. Like, uh, like last time, people were like extra nice and like uh, yeah. on the way out, right? They thought it yeah, was like he announced that. his retirement, but. Yep. Um, I know. Like I said, I I don't think it's a retirement, but I think it's a slowdown. Yeah, slow. I think I think he's slowing down. Yeah, he's he's slowing down. I, I think that's the deal. Because, like you said, like I, I you know, imagine our twentieth anniversary. I imagine he's going to bust the suit out if we make it twenty years. I could see it. I could see it. But the thing is, I remember it. He was saying retirement last time, and next thing you know, we're losing the poor guy in downtown Toronto that night. But uh, <laughs> what can you do? You're right, Marancy. It's kind of yeah. Like he's sort of like he's like a rock. He's like band. the boy who cried wolf. Like who? Yeah, you know, what, 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 really? You're coming back? Okay, okay. Then you don't believe it. But when it actually happens, are people going to believe it? That's yep. that's the thing. He play, He's played that card a few times, so he needs a plan B. Yeah, that's a good point. You guys are, I remember you seeing guys The Who. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing The Who on TV, and they played at uh, Maple Leaf Gardens in, in, uh, in Toronto. And uh, it was, like, nationally televised, like, uh, all over the place. And uh, it was like their last ever show. Like I've seen them like four times since then in concert. And I was like, they're supposed to the last show. Same with Kiss. Kiss have oh, yeah. had like a ton of last shows. And oh stuff. no! And, uh, the and they have one that... now. They have one now. Like this year, it's like the the real final one. Like nailing the. Oh yeah, yeah, the last, last like, one. Like give me a break. Yeah. yeah. When when Gene Simmons wants money, he'll don't worry. He'll he'll go out again. Trust me. <laughs> it's not the, the only one show. was Ozzy that got away with it. Where Ozzy actually did do a retirement tour. And um, then he just did a tour like a, a year later, retire, and he called the record "Retirement Sucks" tour. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, it sucked. I retired. I didn't like it." Like at least he admitted it. You know what I mean? It was like, "Yeah, retirement sucks. So I'm back." But uh, you know, these other dudes. All right, last last gig, last gig. But 
Hey, we'll take, we got to take clam chowder for first word right now, but yep. I don't know. I mean, the guy retires, then he starts challenging gritty to a boxing match again. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. One second after the announcement too. Very. <laughs> yeah. We need some fur on all fur crime going on. Yeah. Mascot wars. All right. All right, Babano. So uh, it's the Syracuse game kicks off in four minutes. What's your take on it? Uh, take is I go. I do not see anything out of West Virginia that indicates me that I want to back them or that they're excited to be in this bowl game. I don't know what Jack Allison is going to do as the quarterback. Is he going to play good? Is he going to play like Jack Allison or is he going to play like a jackass? We don't know uh, here in this game against Syracuse defense, but. I think Syracuse is going to play. I know one thing, West Virginia's defense stinks. It's been bad all year. They've struggled with mobile quarterbacks all year. You know, I, I actually bet missed the seven and a half. I didn't bet Syracuse till they were plus one and a half, and I'm moaning and groaning. I got a bad number, and now I see the minus three. So I actually have a good number when you look at it compared to where it is now. It's Syracuse or pass for me. Totals come way down because Greer's out. I mean, Syracuse should put up big points. Question is, can West Virginia do it? I'd like the over more if I was convinced West Virginia gave a care about this game. Frankly, I'm not all that sure they do. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, Brad. See, we're we're getting the bad sides of, sides of the number. However, you look at it, Babano tonight, it's a kind of a heart game with me and Washington State with Wazoo. But I'll tell you something: Iowa State's been good to us over the years too, and it's interesting. And Gabe and I were talking about it with uh, Steve Merrill earlier. Iowa State sees these kind of uh, offenses before playing in the Big Twelve, the up tempo offenses. Wazoo minus two and a half. It's hard to read these guys' mindset, but I'll tell you, to Gabe's point, Iowa State. Well, they usually show up in bowl games. They don't really tank. They'll, one thing about the Cyclones, they usually give a good effort. Uh, they might be the play here. I know I'm like Washington State with my heart. And what do you think about the total at 56? I actually might take the under in this game. Am I crazy? Yeah, here are the litany of cases I've made against Washington State in this game, and there's a ton of them. Pac-12 is 1-10 straight up, 2-9 and nine against the spread their last 11 bowl games. They're already 0-2 straight up and against the spread this bowl season with TCU and uh, and Arizona State uh, going down to defeat. And now you've got Washington State in the exact same precarious situation they were in last season where they lost the Apple Cup to Washington. No Pac-12 title game. No chance to go to the Rose Bowl. They played in the Holiday Bowl against Michigan State. It was a no-show. It was a lethargic, listless performance from Washington State. Fast forward to this season, what do we got? The same damn thing. Here's Washington State, a great season, looking like they're finally going to break through. I actually thought they were finally going to beat Washington this year in that Apple Cup. Next thing you know, the snowstorm erupts there. And they lose again to Washington. They again fall short. They are again not going to the Pac-12 title game. Again, they miss a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. And instead, they're in a lesser bowl again. I have no confidence or faith or trust in Washington State to show up tonight. I I could see a total no-show happening. Again, they're saying all the right things. But what I do know is Iowa State, I think, is going to show up. And what I do know about Iowa State is since Brock Purdy's been made the quarterback, he's been great. And And that offense has been great. Cam, you mentioned the defense. They're physical. They're tough. They face that air raid passing style offense all the time in the Big 12 from a ton of teams that they play. I don't think there's anything Mike Leach can throw at them that's going to phase them. They're 4-1 against the spread uh, as an underdog this season, Iowa State. Matt Campbell's a good bowl coach. I believe 3-1 and one straight up and against the spread uh, as a head coach in bowl games with Toledo and Iowa State combined. Yeah, I like Iowa State quite a bit there. Well said, uh, Babano. Uh, well said. So, you know, uh, and I'm surprised, Babano, your, your boys Minshew. You just like saying the word Minshew all year long. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, Minshew struggled a little bit. 
<laughs> Minshew. Minshew struggled in that in that last bowl game. In that last game, I mean, in the in the, in the game against Washington. So it'd be interesting to see how they respond uh, right now. Obviously, weather won't be a problem. But Merrill brought it up earlier. That's a good point. You know, there's sort of a timing offense, spread offense. They haven't played football in a while here. And, you know, Matt Campbell's a hell of a coach. You know, Iowa State, this is a no-name program, right? I mean, nobody really knows anything about Iowa State. It's an opportunity for them to, to play on television here tonight. A lot of these bowl games are up against something or sometimes against NFL football. Tonight, they really will be the only game on TV here tonight. So it's a good opportunity for, for a showcase for Iowa State. And I, I think, uh, you know, you look at Washington State, you know, the Pac-12 is not very good. That's that's another thing, too. You brought it up. It's hard to trust a Pac-12 team as a favorite in a bowl game. That's exactly true. And you mentioned the rust about the, the air raid and Mike Leach's offense. It's been a repeated theme for Washington State in bowl games. They've been in three bowl games under Leach. They scored 20 12 and 17 points in those three bowl games. Not even close in any of those three previous bowl games under Leach to the offensive scoring output they enjoyed in many games during the season. So that rust factor with Washington State's offense going into bowl games, there's some truth to that. And to two inferior opponents, too. That's Minnesota, a bad Golden Gophers team. I also remember the snow game that was a freak against Miami. We see how overrated the Hurricanes program is. There, like, you know what I mean? Iowa State's better than those teams, Babano. I definitely agree. I, I like the job Matt Campbell's done. Unfortunately, I think you know I'm, I actually thinking to deal recently to stay at Iowa State for quite a while longer, which is surprising because I think I thought at some point he's going to even step up a little bit more to another even bigger program. But if Iowa State can keep him, uh, they'd be well advised to do it because he's doing some nice things in Ames. It's hard to recruit at Ames. It's hard to get a competitive team on the field most years at Ames. Matt Campbell's been able to do that. His name was actually connected to the Cleveland Browns a bit, too, that the Browns uh, were somewhat um, considering him. He's only like 33 better years old or something, too, right? Better, better Hugh Jackson, young. right, Marenzi? <laughs> I'd rather yeah. have Matt Campbell. But honestly, <laughs> honestly, there's no real reason to, um, I don't know, is there a reason not to, to retain Greg Williams uh, right now? Correct. Right, the way they're playing. I mean, down the stretch, we'll see. But, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns have been playing well since they got rid of him. So, uh, Cam, you uh, you brought it up earlier, the Virginia-South Carolina game earlier. I don't know. It's SEC versus ACC here. We saw what happened. Um, we saw the beatdown earlier today with the SEC versus Big Ten. It's sort of a similar situation. I don't really think much of South Carolina, though. I don't think they're great. I know Virginia will be jacked up, yeah. up for this game. Brock Mennett Hall. Kind of a tough game. I'm not in love with it. I'd like, like you said earlier, I'd like to take the plus five uh, with with the points here, but it's, a it's actually moved. Virginia and South it's Carolina. actually before we get Babano's opinion, Gabe. As we spoke with uh, Merrill, since we started the show, it's moved a whole point. Virginia is only plus four now. Action on them. Yeah, I mean, Crazy. when I look at Babano. yeah, when I look at this game, uh, I have a trouble laying points with South Carolina because uh, their defense was terrible. It wasn't just bad; it was awful. Uh, down the stretch of the season. They weren't stopping anybody. I mean, they gave up 44 to Ole Miss, 35 to Florida, 56 to Clemson uh, in their three games against good offenses. That's a problem. I, I think Virginia is going to move the ball. I mean, you look at Virginia uh, late in the season. They put up some points. They did a good job offensively down the stretch. They put up 31 uh, against Virginia Tech in the last game of the season. I know that's a bad uh, Tech defense. I don't think much of South Carolina's defense. They struggled down the stretch. Bryce Perkins, a mobile quarterback for Virginia. I think they score points, and I think South Carolina does too. I know they're not going to have Debo Samuel. He's their best receiver, best playmaker. But still, 
South Carolina's got time to do with the practices and the extra bull prep time to uh, get the other receivers integrated. Jake Bentley played real well down the stretch. They play a faster, much faster pace down the stretch, too. They really cranked up the tempo. Good offense, bad defense. I played over the total in that game, 54. Not much on the side, but I like the over quite a bit. I got another right, question go to a for break you. in a minute. Marenzi, I was going to say, why the hell are Nevada and Arkansas State playing on the same day as Notre Dame, Clemson, and Oklahoma, Alabama? Anyway, just my opinion. Good work, guys. Bowl committee, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds like that sounds like the Little Caesars Bowl on January fifth. But anyway, I rest my case. What do you think what of that game? What is that game doing? What is that game doing with all these other great Florida, Michigan? That's what I just said. Playoff games, amazing. Yeah. Ridiculous. Good planning. Yeah, I know, and it's like people, it does these kids a disservice, though, because what it are people going to be watching? Michigan and Florida or Arkansas back, right? Exactly. Good point, Gabe. Yep. Great point. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll continue our conversation with Ian Cameron, rightwager.com on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, more of the uh, more of that story about the Dallas Stars starting to break right now. Basically, the Athletic, the Athletic's the one that did the story, but the Athletic is a subscription website. So uh, now the rest of the media is just basically waiting to rip them off to decipher what was said <laughs> in that <laughs> in there. Hey, basically, like before, exactly. It's true, Cam. Like when a story came Very out twenty true. minutes ago, we, we only had a few quotes that the Athletic wanted out there, right? And to read the rest of the story, you need to sign up. Um, so now it's been about an hour since it's been out there and evidently now it's starting to, to, to filter out here, basically more of the same thing. Um, they're saying here, here's the CEO of the Dallas stars. For me, it's pissed me off What nobody says it's completely obvious to me. We get terrible play from our top two players. Uh, Sagan leads the stars with 32 points on 11 goals and 21 assists. Ben is closely behind him with 30 points on 15 goals and 15 assists. Um. All right, league-wide, the duo sinks uh, down the scoring leaderboard. Sagan is tied for 57th in the NHL with players like Alex DeBrincat, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Kevin Hayes, Gustav Nyquist. Ben is tied for 67th in the league with players like Zach Parisi, Patrick Lane, Thomas Hurdle, and uh, Jonathan Drouin. So, um, you know, yeah. a lot, yeah, lot well, of they should be better. It'll be interesting to see how these two to respond to this, Babato. We brought this up earlier. Basically, the CEO of the Dallas Stars and the owner of the Dallas Stars are publicly ripping Sagan and Ben, saying our star players suck. And this is why we're not better, because of these two. Very, very rare you see ownership single out players like this, but it's obviously... A, you know, there was obviously something that they talked about because 
the owner's doing it, the CEO is doing it, and the coach tripped in a couple of days ago, I guess, and said they're embarrassment. So things are getting pretty crazy in Dallas. They're laying 225 tomorrow against Detroit. Yeah, you want to lay 225 after hearing this? I don't. Uh, but uh, uh, you know what the Dallas Stars, uh, Ben and Sagan are not the greatest defenders. Their play away from the puck is not, it's suspect. Uh, let's, let's put it that way. Uh, but they're still two of your best, maybe still your two best or two of your best, certainly offensive players. You still need them to put the puck in that. You can't make public comments and single out two guys like that. You just can't do it. See, Jim Montgomery did it the right way. You know, he ripped his team in practice. He didn't single out anybody. It was a group thing. He said the whole team was terrible in practice. You can't just go out there and pick out, oh, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, and just rip them for being bad. There's a lot of issues with the Stars. They haven't developed their defense well enough. There's not a no. lot of good blue liners on this team. I mean, they've but, got but, Clint Babano, to move the puck. Sagan's making almost $10 million a year. And when you're making $10 million a year, you got to be the best offensive player or be a better two-way player. He floats. He dogs it. They don't score any goals. You've seen them the last five or six games. These guys can't even get two goals a game. Like, it's a problem. You're right. Doing it in public's one thing, but I'm with these guys. Like, Sagan and Ben make too much money for their production. It's ridiculous. And you know what? Dallas is a team. You're right. They have, they have a shitty core, but the goaltending's not that bad. Their defense could be improved. But as a leader of the team and the highest paid guy, you got to do something about it. And they're ghosts. Yeah. I, I, see, Ben, I don't That's mind. Point. Here it is, too. Sagan. They go on. That's my opinion. Here it is, the, the criticism here. Um, uh, here's the, the CEO, Jim Lights, talking about Tyler Sagan. Uh, he's playing on the periphery. I've been in the business forever. I've been with Steve Eiserman in bad seasons, and what you'll find is goal scoring is a dirty business. You've got to go to hard places. Uh, last year, I saw him really perform and get into the difficult spots. This year, he's a weak four-checker. He's slow to the action. He's just not getting it done. He hits a lot of posts. He's had some bad puck luck, but he doesn't get his hands dirty. I don't know what it is. I'm not accusing him of not having any character, but he's just not getting it done. <laughs> no, here's yeah. what goes on. Jamie Benn hasn't he, scored I, I a goal from longer than five feet all year. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this about like, his comments. They're really ripping their players. They are. It's man. one thing to criticize them, but they're like digging into them like here about Jamie Benn right. hasn't scored a goal longer than five feet. Um, he goes, I'm sick and tired of getting emails from our owner asking why we're not better. He goes, game in and game out. Other teams' best players outplay our best players. <laughs> Jeez. That's what I just said. No, that's what I just said. This is to the point where there's no turning back almost. Like, nah, you're right. No, they're going to have to trade them almost. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Said, you said it, Marenzi. Like, if you're Ben and Sagan and they meet up tonight and have a couple drinks at one of their condos, they're like, what the hell's going on here? Like, hey, like who's who's calling? You're right. Like, they might out, like, hey, these guys. But the problem is, if you need to deal them to, you're going to get less for them after the block because when they're on when they're on the block because you just ripped them. So to Babano's point, I understand where you're coming from, Babano. They just for the money they make they underachieve though, and I'll agree with their brass. That's why when you sink your your salary cap into two players to the extent the Dallas Stars have yeah. and you're not getting the uh, uh what you paid for from those two specific players, you're gonna have trouble and you're just not gonna play well. You're gonna struggle. You're you're gonna struggle to get wins. You're gonna struggle to play good hockey because if you just unload money uh, and big-time terms and big-time money contracts to two players. That, and that's the thing the Leafs are going to have to watch out for, you know, in, in the years coming up. You know, you've, you've already paid out big money to Nylander. You've got Marner on the way. You've got Matthews on the way. 
you know, you're hoping to keep both of those guys around. You have to pay Riley down the road. I mean, there's a lot of concerns now with the Leafs. Is they maybe have they overpaid for a couple of their big guys? But you look at Dallas; they just sunk. All, they're a huge amount of their salary cap into those two guys, and with those two guys both struggling this season, you know, it's no wonder they're having a tough time. And their defense, they, it's got to get better. Roman Polak, you know, is slow afoot in 2018 NHL hockey. He shouldn't be on a an NHL blue line as far as I'm concerned. I've got issues with uh, late Lindell. I like Klingberg a little bit, but he's bad defensively too. Miro Haskinen's got right. a lot of upside. Yeah, Miro Haskinen's got a lot of upside. The Finn. But they got to do a better job building this blue line. Ben Bishop, they got a good goalie there. But too many times he's having to do too much because the defense in front of him is porous because they're not scoring enough in front of him. Yeah, Dallas has a ton of issues. And now you throw the uh, CEO ripping uh, the two best players. And, wow, uh, you know, that's it's just coming after they beat Nashville, too. They actually had a good response to that. Uh, criticism from Montgomery about their practice after Christmas. They actually beat Nashville last night in Nashville. And yet these comments still surface. So, you know, hold the fort that maybe last night turned things around for the Stars. Maybe it didn't. <laughs> uh, he says, Jamie yeah. Ben hasn't scored a goal from longer than five feet all year. <laughs> and he plays in a neutral zone that if my kid had done it in squirts, he'd be benched. He turned the puck <laughs> over three times yesterday. He goes, if, if Dennis Garanoff done that, he wouldn't have seen a light of day. He goes, we pay these players to be our best players on our team. And they're consistently out-effort and outperformed by everybody else's best players. <laughs> like, there's... Then he goes, I don't want to question their character, but that's exactly what you're doing. Like, oh, yeah, you're basically saying you know, they, don't, they don't give a shit. Yeah. That's what you're saying. They don't care enough. Like, out of one like, of the two of them, like you yeah. said, like, if, if, I, if it was me, I'd basically be like, I don't, I'm not playing for these guys anymore. I'd call my agent. I'd tell them, you know what? If they think all this about me, tell them to go after themselves. I want out. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I'm done. Like, we'll see. But like you said, there's, man, it's going to be hard to trade them. Not a lot of market value after this rip job. Yeah, listen, a lot of people like Jamie Benn. I don't know, I guess they figure this is the way to do it, to publicly humiliate them. But yeah. hockey players don't take kindly to this type of stuff, man. No, no, Gabe. And another thing is, and you know, you know sports, hockey is usually one of the most secretive societies. It's like uh, the stonecutters. Like, these guys don't give you an inch. Exactly. We've been, in ho- we've been in hockey locker rooms before. What the hell is this? Like, it almost seems like a, like a crazy story to well, me. Cam, like, think about you- it. Every coach... Every coach that's done this or anyone that's done this is ended poorly for him. Michelle oh, Therrien did this in, remember that time in Pittsburgh? He, he was soft, a joke. I think like I tried to be the worst yeah. team in the league. He got fired after. He got Correct. fired. Remember when Mike Yo last year, two years ago, did that big, when big nuts? show on camera in yep. front of everyone? He got fired, fired 10 days fired. later. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Very true. The thing Very is, true. no one's going to get fired here because it's the owner. The owner's the one that approved this. The owner's exactly. ripping the CEO. And that the CEO probably says, all right, I'm going to go public with this. And the owner said, do it. There's no way the CEO did this without the owner being on board. No, there has to be exactly. You got to, you got to get the owner's blessing to make public comments like this. Cause if you do, and the owner doesn't know about it and he doesn't like it. And you still went ahead and said this, you're in trouble. You're probably looking. Yeah. yeah. You're, if you're the resume, CEO, you're not going to rip a guy to, yeah. Yeah. You're going to get fired. You you can't hockey. overstep your bounds. Like hockey like guys don't even, hockey. Yeah, you don't, don't do this in hockey. hockey. No, yeah, no. And hockey, this. hockey guys won't even tell you that they changed their socks. You know what I mean? Like they, like you try to get stories from these guys. They're like vaults, man. Like you go in any other locker room, Babana, like you can at least squeeze out a story. Hockey guys are like Fort Knox. Nah, but it leads me to believe. Ken- 
Yeah, they're 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 they did this privately. They did it. They probably told Sagan and Ben a million times already this year stuff, and they're just ignoring them. So they figured, all right, screw you guys. We're going to rip you publicly. Yeah, exactly. The only only exception to all that, Cam, was with the Ottawa players in the Uber car in Arizona this season, only because some jackal decided to record them talking without their knowledge. That's about the only good story you've had from any hockey team, other than this one. Now, yeah, it's crazy. You know, there's another one though. I, I saw this. With, um, I guess, Marner's father. Did you guys see that story last week? With Mitch, Mitch Marner's, Marner's father? father's an idiot. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Mitch Marner's father, for some reason, started, like, direct messaging with, like, a Leaf fan. Like, some fan basically sent Marner's father a tweet saying, you know, your son should play more. And, yeah. and he sort of responded, yeah, he should. And then they started, like, going back and forth in direct messages and uh, he called Nylander a, uh, the F word, like a homophobic slur. <laughs> really? Oh, crazy. Man. Oh, geez. Yeah. He said that, that F in this. He, he kept calling him that, that F in this. And he wow. gets playing time. Bobcock loves him. Bobcock doesn't like my kid. Basically, like just What's sort of typical about? hockey dad what, what stuff. This, but What is he talking about? If you watch any Leaf game, and any Leaf fan will tell you this, Mike Babcock staples William Nylander's ass to the bench in a lot of games. For dogging it, and not playing well, and not playing well without the puck. The battle's right. Yeah, where's this nonsense that he favors? I know William Nylander. It's totally. And you, you know what? Marner's got a lot of floating over the years too. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. And another thing is, though, I'll tell you something. If the, you you want to talk about trading players, since Nylander's been back, he's been a dog. He's got like no. He's got no point. He's been, he's been brutal. He's been brutal. I'll tell you one thing, Gabe. The Leafs should have traded him. That's what they should have done. Because in, in the end, he's getting he's going to get way too much money for what he's getting. That's my take, Babano, because you know other guys are going to have to get paid. You can't pay everybody. His contract's going to hurt them, and I don't care how smart Dubas is. You know, one of these young geniuses. Like, he's making way too much money for what he delivers for the team. But anyway, hey, maybe they can make a deal with the Dallas Stars because well, two of these guys are going to be on the block pretty soon. <laughs> Crazy. We're, we're also seeing now, Cam, why Bonnie Marner's gotten all the FaceTime from the Marner parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't need Amen. to see and hear the dad. No. Amen, Babano. Good call, buddy. Yeah. That's true. Good call. Uh, yeah, hockey dads. Hockey dads are the worst. Hockey dads should shut up. I guess, hockey dads should shut up. Yeah, hockey dad is the worst. And I guess um, I guess Marner's dad is sort of known for having a big mouth. <laughs> right? He's a mouthpiece. So, yeah, yeah. But he's ripping. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess there was a game was from December 17th. This, this is from like two weeks. I'm surprised the Leafs did a good job of putting the fire out. Like the media didn't want to, want to go with it too much. But... Like, it was basically, that it was one of the nights, I guess, Marner only played, like, 11 minutes or something. Babcock got pissed off, like Baban was talking about. The Leaf players, these young guys, they have bad habits, right? Like, they're floaters. They just are. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, You know, like, I remember when Austin Matthews earlier this year, I remember the Leafs were in, like, a 7-6 game. He goes, oh, I'm sure the coach doesn't want to hear this. He goes, those are my favorite games. Yeah, because it's just sort of all offense, right? Like these yeah. young kids, so, they, you know, they it, it shouldn't be. They favorite. don't realize it that if you're look at Ovechkin, Ovechkin never used to back check, guys. He never back check and he wouldn't forecheck. Ovechkin used to play in between the blue lines for many years. And what did you see him last year do, man? The guy was like Animal. crushing people behind Animal. the net. He was chasing yep. people. He would never give up on a play. He man, he used to, he broke up a couple of breakaway finals last year. Yep. Like he basically realized 
I don't win playing the way I'm going to play. I scored 50 goals. I didn't win a cup. Like, in the NHL, there's no... You can cut corners in the NBA. Like, you know, like Golden State just bombs trees and stuff. Like, I'm not saying they don't work hard, but the NA, in hockey, if you don't skate through a wall, forecheck, block shots, and get in front of the net, you won't win a Stanley Cup. It's that simple. Like, ask, ask skilled teams how they do. It doesn't work. You need to sacrifice, otherwise you will not win in hockey. That's why I. That's why I have all the respect in the world and have for his entire career as Patrice Bergeron. He de- he gets it for the Boston Bruins. He's there in all situations. Five on five PK penalty kill offensively. One of the best defensive forwards in the league. That old saying. What is that old saying? Yeah, four check, back check, paycheck. That's Patrice Bergeron. He's a money player. He's money. I mean, I'd want him on my team any day of the week. And uh, Patrice Bergeron's an example of that. You need guys like that on your team. Shit, I should take Nylander out of my yeah, DFS no, no, lineup yeah. tonight. <laughs> All these, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, you said it, though, Marenzi. That's a great point. Hockey, there, there's no escape in that game. Because if you dog it, whatever, you're done. You're absolutely done. And they don't. And they love. Look what's happened in Chicago, right? They bring up this Delia kid. He's standing on his head. He might have a permanent job now, Babano. Cam Ward and all the other guys, thanks. It's been a slice, no matter about your years of service, right? Like, this kid's been, like, basically a wall since he's come back, and all of a sudden they're winning games. It's crazy. But, yeah, they, they don't have a lot of patience for, for, for BS in this league. Like, you, you suffer for a while, you're done. You're gone. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, West right, Virginia's NFL, guys, moving the football. I know we're tight for time, so they are. what do you think, NFL? Yeah. I like Cle- I like Cleveland plus six. Yeah, what do you got, Babano? I like Cleveland and a couple big dogs. But what do you got for us? Yeah, I laid. I like uh, that the, pick. The, yeah. the money's the money's come in on them, so it's not as good a number now. But I took Buffalo this week against. My, I don't think Miami shows up here at all. They don't play well in Buffalo. They can't like this trip going to Buffalo for this game. Uh, the Dolphins obviously eliminated last week. Rumors that Tannehill's not coming back to the team now. So they're going to cut him loose. Uh, they're banged up on defense. Xavier Howard's not going to play again. It looks like Kiko Alonso's not going to play. they got a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball. I can't imagine Adam Gase's team being excited to make this trip for this game. I could see them completely mailing this thing in. I think if you like Buffalo like I do, bet it now, not later, because it opened three. It went up to five, five and a half. It's now showing six across the board. So I think the Bills could close close to a touchdown in this game. I think they roll. That Miami performance versus Jacksonville guys at home was a, one of the biggest shit shows I've ever seen. It was a joke. Like, Jacksonville has nothing, too. They yep. bring in Blake yep. Bortles into the game. No, I'm with you, but, man, I took Buffalo three. I don't want to lay six, though. Yep. The division yeah. Game. Supposedly they're going to fire the GM. They're going to keep Gase, but they're going to fire the GM. I don't think the players like Gase very much, to be honest. No. Um, I agree. Listen, Miami have always struggled in Buffalo, right? Tannehill always plays poorly there. Uh, Kyle Williams' last game as well. The only thing is, point spreads just getting a little bit out of control right now. I mean, Buffalo can it's win. doesn't mean now. they're going to smoke them. Uh, I, yeah, and as a Seahawks uh, fan. I do like, I, I like that Brown pick. I like the Browns, and I'd look at Arizona at plus 13 and, 13 and a half, too. I know Seattle, like they played a great game against Kansas City. This is the type of game where they're going to squeak out like a 6-7 point win. Larry Fitzgerald could be his last game there, too. I have a feeling the Cardinals actually show up and show some heart. Yeah, I could see that. And quickly, I like Cleveland as well, plus the six. I like over in Atlanta, Tampa, two teams going nowhere. So let's just play some offense. And kind of like Washington, believe it or not, with all the injuries, Josh Johnson 2-0 as a dog against the spread last two. Maybe he can sneak in a number. That's a lot of points with Philly, even in a must win. It is.
Babano. You can get Ian Cameron's Happy picks Year, at uh, rightwager.com. Rightwager.com. You can find Babano selections. Thanks, Babano. All right, guys. Happy New Year. Happy holidays to you and all the Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Thanks to Ian Cameron and Cape Abano. This uh, Camping World Bowl has begun. West Virginia moving to football right now. Although they just got hit with a delayed game penalty. They're inside the uh, they're inside the Q's uh, 20-yard line. They just ran a nice little reverse. Uh, playing their quarterback actually looks pretty good, Cam, you know, from what I've seen. This kid uh, completed a pass yeah. or two. Uh, Allison, but we'll yeah. see what he does uh, over the course of the game here. They're at the 20-yard line. <laughs> It's actually more about Gabe. I think it's more about uh, the defense that came out. Like Syracuse came out. West Virginia's defense has been bringing the heat and lots of hard contact right now. So you can tell you one thing. They came to play. They're not. It uh, doesn't matter if uh, the, the quarterback's out right here. The rest of the team's saying, hey, Holgerson, we're going to play for you and our fans that uh, made the trip to this game. They look pretty good right now. Well, that's the well, thing. Well, you know, you got these other kids. Other kids on the team are going to say, hey, you know what exactly. I mean? It's not like we all suck. Like Holgerson even said, he goes, it's not like my the quarterbacks I have. Just I got I met them yesterday. Exactly. Because they've been on the yeah. team like, for years. <laughs> like, it's Great actually point. a good point. Uh, yeah. But and Allison threw. But without Allison these days, threw. They're, they're still in a tough spot. They are. They're in a tough spot. But Allison threw like a big touchdown in a in a few of his throws. The other kid's pretty talented. I expect this is the thing, Gabe. I get in live. This game's going under. This game's not going over. I can already tell by the flow of the game. The I thought the total was way too high. This game is going under. They're not going to score a lot. Both defenses are showing up. Syracuse with the sack right here. Tick, 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 tick. This is the opposite of the first game. Both defenses came to play. Both offenses are stagnant. Under. Screw the screw, screw, screw it. Third, third and twenty-one. Third and 21, they get uh, about 15 or 16, and it looks like they're going for it. Or no, are they? No, they're kicking a field goal. Man, they might as well just uh, might as well just go for it at this point. Yeah, why I, not? You know, I'm, I'm glad they're not. Bulking. I'd rather just, you know, they take the three. Bulking. I need Syracuse to win and cover these games, man. We can get we can get on track. I've been doing all right. I got I got a little hotter with the bowls, but last 24 hours. Not so great. Uh, those hockey dogs last night did pretty well, though. Uh, but what I lost last night was yeah. that Vanderbilt game. Should have jumped on the over that. You know what? I lost. Right, I lost nothing. that game. West Virginia. 
I lost that game too. I did. I, I did it. Hey, and I practiced what I preach. It kind of burned me last night. I took uh, Vanderbilt at a plus price when they were down, Gabe. They were leading most of the game, and in the fourth quarter, they had a collapse. Uh, their star tight end had a huge fumble at like the what was it inside the five yard line there, and and I got to I got to hand it to Baylor. They're, they're, that quarterback they had there, he was fantastic the whole night through. Beautiful passes in stride. The Baylor Bears showed up for that game, man. They just, they were there. Vanderbilt, could, they, they were exchanging touchdowns. But in the end, man, the Bears showed up. Kudos to them. Nice win for a pooch. Right, let's go to uh, Tom in Long Island. Tom from Long Island, yeah. Hey, Tom. What's going on, Tom? Tommy? What up, Tom? Yeah. Hello? Hey, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, Tom? Hey, guys. What's going on? Happy Friday, fellas. Uh, calling for one big game for me, which is tomorrow, 8.30 p.m., sold out St. John's for Seton Hall. As a St. John's fan, I think that Seton Hall is just going to kill us tomorrow. What do you guys think? The spread is minus three and a half. Seton Hall has wins over Maryland and Kentucky, and St. John's has wins over St. Francis, Brooklyn, and Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You know, Seton, Going up Seton a, Hall is more battle-tested, right? Yeah. Better competition, Marenzi. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. Yeah, I like where he's going, where Tom's going with this. I agree. You know, I'm not going to lie, Tom. I've been so focused on the football, right? It's football playoff weekend. I like how you're like Saturday night, 830. It's like Alabama, <laughs> Alabama and Oklahoma are playing today. But, like, you you got your eyes on something else here. But I, I'd have to lean with the um, – I'd have to lean with uh, with the Pirates here as well, to be honest. And like you said, this is a step up. Listen, St. John's ain't running the table, uh, right? I think um, I think the, the, the level of competition, this is, you know – this is this is where it'll show here. Yeah, I completely agree. What do you I, think, Kevin? The St. John's fans, I'm think, I'm thinking they're just gonna blow us out by by first half. I think I see us down by twenty, to be honest. I I like Tom's style, Gabe, and I'll tell you why. This is very similar, Tom, to what my buddy Billy the Doorman does. He doesn't care if the national championship games are on here for the final four in college football. He finds a game on the sched. And literally goes, you know, 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks on it. He'll circle it at the start of the week. He'll look at the board from Tuesday and go, oh, that's the game that I like on Friday night. You know what I mean? Usually only bets one or two games, you know, sometimes a week. Maybe a couple NFL games and wins more than he loses. And, you know, the guy's retired now. So it's just one of those things. It's very hard to have discipline, but I like the fact that you're, it's a good look. It's a good spot, Gabe. And I agree. St. John's is good, but 12-0 and to Seton Hall, like 9-3 and and yeah, it's just one of those situations. I, I'd rather take a team that was battle-tested, and I was wrong earlier, Tom. Gabe, remember when I said, hey, I'm going to take Buffalo against Marquette? It was like that situation. Oh, Buffalo's rolling. Marquette, Marquette was at home, and they dummied them that night. I learned my lesson. They beat Syracuse when I went. I think the home court's the, the big day. difference here, too. Exactly. This, that's exactly. the thing, Cam. This, this, game's at, this game's at the Prudential Center. Seton Hall have already been in some big games um, th- this year, as Tom mentioned. Uh, played Louisville and they fell apart. They should have won that game. Uh, they'd have a nine-game win streak going actually if they didn't. But you know, you got the home court and you got Miles Powell. You know, you got the best player on the court. Kids averaging over twenty-three points a game. Uh, the Prudential Center is going to be rocking on Saturday night. You've got to go with the home team here, Tom. 
I agree. And like I said, guys, I, I'm a St. John's alumni. I, I'm, I, the reason why I'm so pumped up is because Stephen Holes are, was our, the biggest rival, still is our biggest rival since, you know, I went to St. John's. So, you know, I, I'm fired up. I'm, I'm going to the game, but, uh, you know, I just don't see Shamori Pond really, you know, carrying us, you know, versus seeing whole team. You know what, Marenzi? I like that. Tom yeah, went to St. John's. Cardano went to St. John's, but these guys are very, very realistic when it comes to betting on their institution. <laughs> they look at things yeah. through. You know, we got to get us to a game, Tom. I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, later in the year, we'll set up an outing. We'll definitely we'll go out and check out a St. John game. We'll get everyone to come down. You know, St. John's have some wins. I mean, you know, they beat Cal. They beat Georgia Tech. Um, they beat, they've beaten Rutgers. But I think, you know, like we said, Seton, Seton, I think the talent level, just Seton Hall's just been there a little longer, a little bit more advanced in their program right now in the home court. So you're seeing three points. I don't even see a spread right now for this. But if it's three, I, I'd comfortably lay to three here. Look, they played last year and it was 75 um, 70. You know, I think it's a closer game. I don't think they dummy them like you were talking about, but I think Seton Hall probably win by six or seven. He gone? Thanks for the call, Tom. Thanks, Tom. He gone. He gone. Yeah, I'm going to look at, uh, I'm going to scoresandodds.com. Sometimes they, uh, Gabe, they have uh, the lines for uh, extra games, so I'll try to get you an updated line right now. Sometimes they, uh, this this site's good. My old, uh, our old uh, bookie buddy uses this one. So let me see here. They yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, no, you're right, though. Yeah, let me see. Free picks, matchup, matchup, power lines. Vegas odds. No, oh, you see here. Yep, yep, yep. They do. Oh, no, it goes right to that. Okay, it's got everything, man. They got all the other stuff. Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> no, where are you in this game right now? I got to ask you because if my if if my stream's behind again today, I'm gonna rage because it was great all year. And I don't know what the hell's going on with this uh, right now. This product here. They're at the four it's minute your, and fifty second mark. Okay, I'm at 502. Okay, so I'm one play behind you again, again. It's driving me nuts. Uh, so frustrating. Yeah, no, yeah, three. Oh, 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 I won't say anything. You'll see it in a second. <laughs> Will I? Will I, Gabe? <laughs> I don't know how far are you behind me. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I got a false start penalty now in Custis. Here we go. So yeah, some, some good, something good's happened. This is ridiculous. It's it's almost like it starts the game and it'll eventually catch up, but like halfway through, it's like dig, dig, dig. It's come on timeline. Let's go. What are we doing here? Anyway, I can't touch it now. We're gonna don't leave your post. Don't leave your post. Oh, what are you thinking behind. about? Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm on four forty two. Yeah, it's like exactly what you talked about. Yeah, go on. Huge play. Yeah, I see where you're going now. Nice. Good for you, man. I hope you win this game. I have nothing. I The only thing I was going to do is live bet the under, but it looks like they're starting to turn it around right now. That's the thing. Listen, the, kid, you know, the Allison kid didn't look terrible on the first drive, but that's just one drive, right? If Syracuse yeah. get yeah. up and they sustain it, they can score points, will the kid be able to keep up? That was a nice open field tackle right there, though. As uh, these spread offenses, often they get close to the end zone. They have a hard time scoring. We're seeing this Correct. right now. Syracuse had first and goal from the two. But, uh, you know, this is just a nice little pitch. It looked like the guy was going to score a touchdown, but really nice tackle by number six on West Virginia. Yep. Third and goal. You know what, though? I bet you Dino Babers goes for it. I, I don't think he'll, he'll kick a field goal, to be honest. Of course I'm he will. I'm surprised Holgerson did. I think only because he had a backup quarterback. 
I also think even if they don't get it, you pin a backup quarterback this deep, Babers thinks he'll make a mistake. You go for it regardless in, in this with for the field position. You just do it. All right, here it is. Uh, third and goal from the four. Uh, they stopped them. Touchdown. No, they got in. Late push. Offensive nice. lineman sort of pushed the pile in. Touchdown, Syracuse. Yeah, you're right. I was looking at that open tackle by number, by, by number six. Great tackle. <laughs> what am I? What yeah, it was. Looked like the, the running back looked like he thought he was just going to walk it in. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's kind of a light night tonight when you think about There's some NBA, though. Is there any? Uh, I was taking a look at the NBA. Oh, you know what it was? It's one of these deals where the guy looked like he was down. Oh, it's, Except yeah. he never was. He landed on top of like the guy in oh, West the Virginia. It's one of those bad luck deals. Then reached Yeah, over. so his knee never touched. He was lying on top of the guy in West Virginia yeah. and he realized it and he just stuck his arm out for the touchdown. It's good. It was a good real touchdown. I hate when that happens. That's such bad luck, dude. Like I lost the that happens with the Bills. I lost the Bills bet. We didn't cover once. And the big first down, they got it because Buddy, I don't know, I think it was Buddy on the Patriots. Like, instead of, like, getting tackled on the ground, he somehow landed on top of our linebacker, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, they made the right play, but you can't make that up. Like, the guy fell down, but he never hit the ground. He landed on a pile of bill players and got back up. <laughs> it was so frustrating. Like, like if I'm West Virginia, like, I just know the frustration. It's like, kid, the, you made the tackle, but exactly. by chance... He landed he on top on of you. you. Like, he didn't hit the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, like, one in 20 it happens only. You know what I mean? Place. I got to be honest, Francie, and I watched the the Bills-Patriots game. Obviously, it's always the local game here. So, I'm watching the games before we do the Sunday show. The Patriots might have covered. They had no business. The Bills had the ball so many times. New England did nothing impressive in that game. I'm also going to take the Jets this week. You give me, you give me 13 and a half, 14 points, sign me up. I'll take, I'll buy a half yeah, I think point the Jets probably game. play hard, actually. The Jets haven't quit. They got, they, you know, like, they got screwed they against, they the got screwed against week, Green they Bay. Yeah, they were up 15. They were up 15 in that game. Divisional game. They can play, they can play the Patriots tough. I'm taking the points, man. And hope for the best. I'm, I haven't been impressed with the Patriots recently. I think they look, they've looked very, very, very pedestrian. You know, they're not the same team. I'm not as scared as them as I was before. They're still good. I'm not going to take anything away from these guys. But Tom Brady's regressing. The team's regressing. Gronk's not the same guy. I, this is this is the end of the line for these guys. Party's over. Give me the points. Let's see. Well, you're up seven to three. No, That's good. Still no line. They got lines for the afternoon games tomorrow. Somebody's college, but not Saturday. I know night. that's what I said. Yeah, they didn't get the night. I know I was looking for it too. No, it's not there. You know, I think you know, Hall Seton Hall. Yeah, if it's three, but I, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's seen it at five dimes or something like that. I think he's brought up five dimes before. Maybe they they have it at three, but yeah, I'd I'd lean with the Hall too. We'll take a look at the NBA. Uh, you got a bunch of NBA games uh, here tonight. We'll throw together a DFS uh, DFS lineup. I got a lot of things. Have you bet I any of this world got, junior hockey yet? Are you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually funny. I bet uh, 
one one game, I actually I won it because I had Slovakia plus four goals against uh, the United States, and they lost by one, so I won that. Then I took the under in the Canada game. It was eight and a half. They scored 14 goals. I go, you know what? This is I'm just watching this shit. You get no lines. I don't like to lay. I don't like to lay six and a half goals in a game and stuff like that. I gotta tell you, Canada barely beat Switzerland. Gabe, it was three to two in that game. They had a scare in that game. They scored early, but they didn't look very good in that game after the the pummeling of uh, Denmark. So I, I'd say tread very very lightly with this uh, World Junior stuff, and it's not worth doing like laying four and a half, five goals. Or if you do, you take the dogs because a lot of these countries, it's actually weird. Other than that Denmark game, the games have been pretty tight. You know, though, not all uh, Kazakhstan and stuff are covering. Not everyone has it. Yeah, my book's got it. I think all my books have got the the juniors. But, yeah, we'll we'll see. Right now, it's not really – there's nothing that's, like, sticking out. It's kind of – it's very difficult. Yeah, the offenses are starting to open it up, Gabe. This quarterback, he looks pretty confident for the Mountaineers. Made a nice throw there. And David Sills is a great receiver. Yeah, the end game. In-game total, 60-and-a-half in this game. And the real real one was 67-and-a-half? 60, I think it was 67-and-a-half was the total uh, kickoff. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that, that's correct, yeah. You get a little, little bit of value here. We'll see. Yeah. It's a big, uh, big third and three coming up here. Yeah, the Raptors. The Raptors There's a report. Are... ESPN says that uh, Ron Rivera is going to be back next year. Riverboat run? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well. I don't know. I don't know. It's just going to be the same know. guy, right? He's yeah, not a bad really coach, have... but... He's not a great coach. He's not a bad coach. I don't really have an opinion. Who Who are they going to bring in that's so much better than Ron Rivera? It's it's all about the, the health thing. of Cam. It's all about the health of Cam Newton. It doesn't matter about Ron Rivera and the decisions that he made. Cam Newton has to get that shoulder healthy, you know, because you can't win with the. Uh, with Heineke mufflers there, he's even hurt. They're on their third stri- third stringer this week, and I find it hilarious that uh, the Saints are uh, starting old, our old buddy Teddy B. Teddy B gets the gets the start, so that game's off the board right now. Yeah, Teddy Bridge, he's not cheap in DraftKings either. Teddy Bridgewater, they're not giving him away. I'll tell you that much. Trick, yeah, tricky was, this week in the NFL. I actually gonna use I use I was gonna use yours. I know who's a good knows a good cheap price. Allen of the Bills against the Dolphins. Who might mail it in? Yeah, I might go. I might go with Big Ben and Antonio Brown's hurt. Take a look at Schuster. He might get like 19 targets this game. Yeah, we'll hit that on the other side. We'll talk some NFL, DFS, NBA, DFS, NHL, and more game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Lineup Block Live, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.